Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, With Righteousness Shall He Judge the World. It shall be focused on a study of Psalms chapter 98. Before we go any further, we begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee, Lord, for that wonderful word you've, just, you've spoken to us out of today. Lord, we know that You are the righteous judge, and we know that the world is fast coming to that point where Your judgments will strike it, and as they have already begun to set in. We pray, Father, we know that before You struck Egypt with any single plague, the whole of Egypt, the Israelites were in Goshen, safe and sound from all Your judgments. We pray, Father, may we hide under the rock of ages, and may one day be taken off from this earth, safe, Father, and into heaven's shore. We look forward to that great day. As you taught us in Galatians, that ye which is spiritual, help us to restore one another in the faith that was once given unto the saints. Father, to, in that message that you've given us, to restore us to the faith of our fathers, we thank thee for all these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Psalms chapter 98. Psalm 98, a song. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. The Lord hath made known his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Sing unto the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the voice of a song, with trumpets and sound of cornet. Make a joyful noise before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he cometh to judge the earth. With righteousness shall he judge the world, and the people with equity. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, The Messiah. This was preached in 1961 on January the 17th. We'll begin at paragraph 33 up to paragraph 67. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Here the other night, I saw on a telecast of a man with psychic mental faith set a glass of water and stood back and kept concentrating on that glass of water until he bursted it. Just the concentration, watching that glass of water and the glass cracked and the water run out. Just pure mental consecration. Why? That's his fibers. That's his makeup. If he can do that, got a power in him by mental thinking that can break a glass of water and him being a sinner, that shows that there was something made in that man. He's in a fallen, per, fallen perverted condition. But if that man can only get back to God and let God get into him, why would that power turn loose 
of the kingdom of God, he didn't have no conductor. He's like a shotgun. He just splattered every way. But if that spirit that's in a man could be converted and put Christ in there, where he's got a conductor, a conductor is the wire that conducts it. Amen. And let a man with that same faith in the conductor of the word of God, he can raise a dead pencil lepers, cast out devils. Amen. He's fashioned like a God. He looks like God. Sure was, that's the reason God was man. Man was God. And this is his offspring's man. He's only trying to get a hold of man. Trying to get man into his hand. Now, not conductors. Now, not all theology is the right kind of conductor, you know. There's a lot of theologies as an insulator from it. Got a lot of churches says the days of miracles is past. There's no such thing as divine healing, only devils speaking tongues. Now, that's an insulator. You don't want nothing like that. Get away from that. Get back to the Word. The Word is God's conductor. The man that believes in God's Word has God's Word stands as high as these buildings around here when he walks out on it. It's the boss. It conducts the man. It conducts the spirit. When in there a man's made up to have a great faith. What makes I preach here at this tabernacle some time ago on thirsting for life? What makes a woman want to get out here and Rock and roll. What makes a boy, a young teenage kid want to do that? And not only that, but grandpa and grandma. What are they doing for? What makes them go out here? Why does people want to act the way they do? It's because they were made to thirst for something. And they were made to thirst, but to thirst after God. And they're trying to hush that holy thirst by letting the devil pile what he calls pleasures on it. You'll never, never, never satisfy till God comes in and takes control. You can dance, you can drink, you can commit adultery, you can do whatever you want to, and you'll wake up headache and someday in hell. But the reason you do that is because you were made in the image of God to thirst after God. God wants to get in there. God wants to let His Word come into you and use it as a conductor. God said so. Like Abraham. God said you're going to have a baby. How do you know you're going to have it? God said so. You're a hundred years old. How can you have it? God said so. He was anointed. Amen. He was anointed. And he had the Word. And the Word was anointed to him. It was a conductor leading to the baby. Any man or woman tonight will take that same Word of God. By his stripes we were healed. Let the anointing of the Messiah come upon you. That conductor will lead you right straight to your healing. It'll lead you to salvation. Oh, I just love it. That's what it'll do. Because you were made to thirst, made for God, and the devil tries to pervert you. Make you think you're having a good time out here. Keep you blinded like he does did the Jews until the time that you cross the separating line and then you're finished. It's about where this nation is today, and not only this one, but others. <laughs> The world won't believe it. The Bible said in 2 Timothy 3 that in the last days here that they would be heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, and despisers of those that are messiahs. <laughs> Trady, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, 
Don't you never look for this big high type evangelism and thing to do anything. That's not God's way of doing it. He came to his own. His own received him not. He was small. He didn't. Why, he lived right there in Palestine all of his life. Early, and I'd say 80% of the people never know he was there. But he sent to the church. He was sent to the people that he was going to receive. He knows his own. His own knows him. My sheep know my voice. Don't let that go over, sweet Lord. Please, hold it. My sheep know my voice by my word. My word, if it's taught and don't declare the same thing that I did, that's the wrong conductor. right, a Messiah. We call it that. Just for the word's sake, till we get a little farther down the scripture to it. All right. Did you ever think of this? Let me just ask you something. Look at me a minute. This is my hand. That's my finger. This is my ear. This is my nose. But who's me? That's not me. That's something belongs to me. This is my hand. Well, who's me that owns a hand? See, this is the house I'm living in. What kind of, well, it's got to be a, something in there called me. Me's got to be somewhere because this is mine. <laughs> you see it? Me is somebody because I own something. I have a hand. It's mine. Well, who's me that that belongs to? That's your spirit. Well, it depends on what kind of spirit that is. Who you yield your members to, that's whose servant you are. And then, if you can crack a glass of water because that you have a, a telepathy, a, a mental conception, and a certain power that you can put off by being a, a human being, a power of mental force that's unseen and unknown of, only through that cycle, if you can bust a glass of water, but that kind of a spirit, a human, perverted, damned spirit, because you were fashioned in the image of God, what can you do when you let the God that fashions you come into you and control you? Amen! You can bring every promise of God to pass. Yes, sir. Every promise God promised will come to pass. All right. God's gift is His Word. God promised, made a gift, sent a gift. You take the gift and then with His Word, there's your conductor. With the gift of God, if God gave you the gift of the Holy Ghost, you believe that? Well, the Word of God is conductor to use that power with. Whatever the Holy Ghost promises, that's what you can do. See, that's the thing it delivers. The Word. The Word goes right out and the Holy Spirit follows the Word. Wherever the Word's preached, you see your pastor preach it. First thing you know, across the building goes the Holy Ghost. See? That's right. It's a conductor of the Word. The Word goes, or the Word is a conductor of the Spirit.
Because where the Word is preached, the Spirit follows it. Wherever it goes, while the Spirit follows the Word. Oh, I like that. I like sound Bible teaching and the Bible, Holy Ghost coming back, confirming Bible teaching. If the Holy Ghost doesn't confirm it, then you've got your wires crossed. You've got a ground somewhere. Yes, sir. If you can get that Word hooked up to the dynamo, that great thing that puts out the fullness of the current, He'll just, he'll just set that little wire fire for you. <laughs> That's right. And it'll do things for you. When John the Baptist came forth, he was, he was, he was, one, he was part of the Word. He was like a Messiah. He was, he was ordained of God by the Word. He was a gift of God that came to the world. Do you believe that? Isaiah 40 said he's the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And when he come and got in his position to cry in the wilderness, he was perfectly fearless with it. Amen. 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 Yes, sir. Brother, now look how great he was. Now, when God spoke of John coming, why, well, he said all the mountains skipped like little rams, the leaves clapped their hands, and the high places is made low, and the low places made high. Now, imagine the theological interpretation of that was, holy brethren, someday God will pull back the quarters of heaven, drop down Jacob's ladder, and there will be a mighty prophet walk down out of the air and an angelic escort coming with him, coming down to the earth and he'll step down in the yard right here now with the temple where the holy temple is and if Caiaphas is a high priest he'll say your honor sir I've come down oh my what happened when he come there was an old fuzzy faced guy coming out of the wilderness piece of sheepskin wrapped around him probably never took a bath every three months walking out there standing in mud up to his knees and said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that's when the mountains skip like little rams that's when the leaves clap their hands. That's when the high places is made low and the low places made high. What, what man calls great, God calls foolish. I wonder some of our greatness of evangelism today. If God don't call it a bunch of foolishness, trying to flower up big somebody stuff, shirts and everything, I just wonder what God thinks about it. Why he does it ain't this uh, this gospel ain't gonna shake the world. It's not world shaking, it's church shaking. It shakes the church. Right now, in these last few years, the church has been shook like it never, and the world knows nothing about it. It wasn't supposed to shake the world. They're dead anyhow. You can't shake them old dead carcasses out there. They're twice dead, plucked up by the roots. How can you do it? Well, I belong to so Well, go ahead and belong to it. See? You can't shake them. Well, grandmother did so-and-so. That's no matter what grandmother done. What's God doing now? This is light walking. it. Grandmother lived in her days. It was all right. But you can't live in her life. Won't you wear her clothes then, sister? <laughs> Maybe that was just a little too rank, but... <laughs> no, you won't take her to church, but you won't wear her clothes. <clears throat> all true prophets of God call out against sin. All anointed ones do. That's true, they do. And God keeps His Word to everyone. He always does. God will take you, that is, you'll receive every promise if you go through the Pentecostal clearinghouse. <laughs> you know, you write a check. They won't pay that check when it goes through the clearinghouse. <laughs> it's got to go through the, the clearinghouse, then the check is paid off. And when you say you repented and you're ready to go through God's Pentecostal clearinghouse, God will pay off with every gift He promised. Amen. Amen. 
Try Acts 2.38 one time and see if that's his clearinghouse. You know, Paul met some people in Acts 19 hadn't been through the clearinghouse yet. <laughs> yeah, he said, oh, this having great joy. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? He said, didn't know where they'd be. And he said, how was you baptized? <laughs> he said, we've been baptized all right. He said, how? To what? He said, unto John. said, that won't work. You've got to go through the clearinghouse. God done fixed up his bank to pay off these promises with. Peter said on the day of Pentecost, these promises to you and your children, and them as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And when they met Acts 2.38, God honored the check. Went through the clearinghouse, and here it come back. They begin to speak in tongues and prophesy and magnify God. And God, when a believer signs his name as a believer and passes through God's Pentecostal clearinghouse with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God will pay off every promise and everything. His bank is good. His promises are real. Everything signed in Jesus' name. Can't sign no other way. Won't work. He don't know no titles. He only knows the name. Amen. You believe that? Certainly do. Yes, sir. Just his name's the only thing he he said. Ask the Father anything in my name. And don't you go putting four or five different names on there. He don't know nothing about it. Check comes back. You'll get a bogus invitation. But whenever you pass through the clearinghouse, and God lets you where it comes to the clearinghouse, not what you ask, it shall be given. If you abide in me and my words and you ask what you will, John 15, it'll be given unto you. Right? Then you have the anointing. That's the Messiah. Messiahs, rather. The little Messiahs. The same gift that was upon him, he obeyed the word. And when he come to fulfill the word, then God, he was the Messiah. He was, he was Jesus when he was born, but when the Holy Ghost came upon him after his baptism, he was anointed with God. God was in him. Because he come to fulfill the word. When you come to this altar, come here to fulfill God's word. On your invitation of whosoever will, let him come. Don't come signing, well, I, Lord, if you'll heal me this time, okay, God, believe I'll... Yes, sir, don't come like that. Come tell him you're a rascal. You're no good. You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you're no good at all. You don't deserve nothing. You deserve to die and go to hell, but because he invites you to come, I'm coming, Lord. Nothing in my arms I bring simply to thy cross I cling. There you are. He's going to honor that then. There's a pool of water right downstairs. See if he don't take care of his word. He always does when it goes through his clearinghouse. But it's got to come through the clearinghouse. When a man says he believes Jesus, accepts him as his personal Savior, God gives him a checkbook. Anything he wants to ask tonight to bottom, he'll just sign Jesus' name to it. But don't go down there no other one because it won't work. <laughs> See? You got to go through the real Pentecostal clearinghouse. And when it does, then your check will be recognized and God's promises, they always pays off. Every one of his messiahs received their mark back. We're living in the last days. At the closing age, the Lady of Sea and Age. One of the darkest ages has ever been since the Dark Ages. A more hypocritical age right now than there was then. They had no light at all. Twilight is the deceiving hour. Anyone knows in travel, you better slow down a little bit when twilight comes. Is that right? We're to have a messenger in this twilight. Did you know that? God promised it. At the Lady of Sea and Age. I was reading in the Scriptures the other day up in the mountain. I was reading there and I, the Holy Spirit told me, go up to a certain tree and stand there. He wanted to speak to me. I stood there for a half hour. He never said nothing. I laid down under this oak tree and laid myself out. I said, Lord, you spoke to me about a mile up here and said, come up here on the mountain here. This sportsman hollers, I called it, and you speak to me. Then he showed me. When he opened up Malachi, the fourth chapter, and I said, 
Behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven. Burn up the proud, if you want to put it down Malachi 4. And he said, It shall burn the proud, and the, and the righteous shall walk out upon the ashes of the wicked. Well then, and he said, Behold, I send to you Elijah the prophet, before the great and terrible day of the Lord shall come. And he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the children of the uh, fathers, uh, the children's hearts to the fathers. Well, I said, that was right. I believe that. Jesus said when the disciples asked him that, they said, well, why did the, when he was claiming to be the Messiah, said, why does the scribe say that Elias must first come? Jesus said, he's already come. And you didn't know him. And then they understood that he spoke of John the Baptist. How many of you ever heard that? Well, my, you all read the Bible. John the Baptist. But remember, that wasn't the Elijah that he spoke of of the last days because the world never burnt and the millennium set in. Watch the scripture. Watch the reading of it. Turn to Malachi 4 just a minute. Watch there. I never knew that before. I never try to speak anything until the Holy Spirit comes first to reveal it. Watch. Malachi 4, 5. Behold, I will send to you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great day of the Lord, that great terrible day that he'll burn the earth. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Watch. The first time Elijah come, he turned the hearts of the fathers, the old patriarch fathers, see back there, the old Jews, to the faith of the children who had just received him and believed of the coming Messiah. Turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and a conjunction, tying the sentence together. When he comes a second time, the hearts of the children back to the Pentecostal fathers. Hallelujah! There you are! So how can the evening light be anything but back to Acts again? Right. When he said, before that day comes, that'll burn the earth like an oven and the righteous will walk out upon their ashes. Oh, brother, we are looking for a light to come. It's your, and remember, when this Elijah comes, I'll give you some of his description. When Elijah comes, that's the messenger to the Lady of Sin Church Age. We find Elijah coming before, remember, Elijah was the one that went up on a chariot. Never tasted death. And the message of this great messenger that will come in this closing day, in the Lady of Sin Church Age, the Pentecostal Age, will be the one that will take the church to the rapture. Exactly. He was raptured himself. And he'll come with the church to the rapture. And remember again, I'll give you some of the descriptions of this man. He'll be a woman hater. He sure will. Look, at, look what he was on Elijah. Jezebel. Look on John. Arodia. See? Another thing, he'll be firmly against denominations. Look at Elijah. Look at John. Don't think to say within yourself, we have Abraham to our father. God's able to these stones to rise children to Abraham. He'll hate denominations. He'll hate immoral women. He'll be a man in the wilderness that lives in the wilderness, coming forth with his message. And he'll bring the hearts of the people. Oh, there's been a hundred Elijahs come up in the last days. Alexander Dowie and so many in the world today saying they're Elijah, they're Elijah today. Elijah will go back to the original Pentecostal Ephesus church and bring that same message to the people with signs of the Messiah. Amen. The Bible said so. He said there will come a day that won't be a day, but in the evening time it shall be light. Is that right? Amen. Now look, the sun rises in the east. Now, this is, you say this has been a day. that the, We are children of the gospel day. This has been a day of darkness to the children. The morning star, only herald the coming, then, right, vice versa from what it is, literally, 
Because the morning star that rose back there is the morning star that hails the coming of the sun and one hails the going of the sun. The natural sun was leaving when that star hailed his and the gospel is just coming in. We are children of the light. But we're, the world is in darkness now. The church has been through the darkest age. It went through the dark ages. But the evening star, the evening star is the one that heralds the light. The evening star is the one that heralds the light to the church. The church has just been living in the minority, just way down low, just a little group. But finally, the day will, that trumpet of God shall sound and the day will break eternal. The daybreak is coming. And this great one spirit of God that will come upon somebody in these last days that will herald this message will bring the hearts of the children back to the Pentecostal fathers. And how was the book of Acts wrote? Start reading it. Look how we've contaminated with all kinds of foolish things of our own. But there will be someone come someday, a light, before they're going out, this open door that's set before the church. Watch and see if it doesn't come some of these days. God will send the Elijah, just as certain as I'm standing in this pulpit, he'll send. And that Elijah will shake the people right straight back to the original Pentecostal doctrine. I'll start out Pentecostal and see how it was. See what they did. See if they'll be shaking hands and he'll be right straight back. And when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, up there when he's all filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues, these men said, now what can we do to get it? Peter said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises of you and your children and as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That was the original Pentecostal light. Now that's the morning star. And the evening star is to reflect the same light back again. He'll cry with a voice in the wilderness of the approaching Messiah. He'll also show, show, show the signs of the coming Messiah. He'll be a prophet of God, a great man. And when he comes, watch what he'll do. The Bible speaks that he'll do this. Also, before the day comes, there's got to be a time come into the church to fulfill what Jesus said. As it was in the days of Sodom, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. The Sodom. The world is in the Sodom condition. We all know that. Is that right, church? The world's in a Sodom condition. Now watch. What kind of a message did Sodom receive? They had a modern Billy Graham that went out and preached to the intellectuals. Just a couple was pulled out. And they was in disgrace and brought disgrace. And the wife turned to a pillar of salt. Looking back. Now notice that. One angel stood out with Abraham. The angel that stayed with Abraham, not knowing who he was, supposedly, actually said, Abraham, where is your wife Sarah? Said she's in the tent behind. And the Bible said it was in the, she was in the tent behind the angel. And he said, I'm going to visit you according to the time of life. I promise you that baby, I'm going to see that you get it. And Sarah laughed within herself. And when she did, the angel of the Lord said, why did Sarah laugh? Now he said that would take place before the coming of the Lord. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the coming of the Lord. Do you see, friends? It's going to reflect the same kind of a light that the morning star reflected. And he's going to do what? Call the children back to the faith of the fathers. 
the Pentecostal fathers, Paul, Silas, John, Mark, Irenaeus, St. Martin, Columbus, all those, those great martyrs that preached this gospel and held to it, stayed directly with it and was pushed out. When the great classical bunch began to want an organization, you notice the Bible said the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Then what was the deeds in one church age become a doctrine. You know what Nicol means? I looked it up. Nicol means conquer, overcome. Overcome what? The laity. When all the holiness goes into some man, just some man alone, he's the only one's holy. And he's the one the church can live any way they want to and make confessions to him. Huh? The Holy Ghost is for whosoever will. Laity and all. It isn't God's will for just to be a holy man. It's the Holy Ghost amongst the people that's born again, showing signs and wonders. That same church, that evening star will reflect the same light the morning star did. But look when it's come, there will be a time, he said, there will be not either night or day. You can't tell it hardly. A dismal day like we've been having, rainy in our country. Dismal. But in the evening it shall be light. The evening light will come. Well, the evening light, the sun in the evening is the same sun that rises in the morning. The evening light is reflect the same light the sun reflected at morning. It's just the setting of the sun and the rising of the sun. You see it? Now we're in the evening time. Oh, thanks be to God for the evening. Mm, mm. Reflecting His promise, fulfilling it. Now the world's in a solemn condition. Oh, His eaglets, I got here where I preached on that one time. The morning lights, the morning star, the same message. It's been evening for a long time now. It's a dismal time. So a dangerous time. Remember, twilight is the most dangerous time of all. Traveling. You have to watch. And this is the most dangerous day you ever lived in. The Bible said in Matthew 24 that it had come to pass in the last days that it had deceived the very elected, if possible. I heard Billy Graham say the other day in a message, he said, the elected is already deceived. No, no. The elected ain't going to be re- deceived. No, no. They won't be. Uh, church members will, but not the elected. They were chosen from the foundation of the world. They cannot be deceived. It's impossible, said Hebrews 6. Uh, they will not be deceived. But it's a dangerous time and, uh, for, for the, the church in this evening time because, look, you can, they'll go to church and almost be just exactly like Pentecostal believers. You'll, they'll shout, dance, speak with tongues and everything else so close that would deceive the very elected if possible. But remember, the only way where you know that you're right is follow the conductor, the Word. It brings forth the absolute truth, you see. Keep on the conductor. Just be filled with it. Yes, sir. Now we find out that this lady will see in church, the church agent we're in now, if you want to read it, he, uh, Revelation is the third chapter. We say what kind, what done, what taking place. And this message is supposed to go forth. The church had been so worldly and organized itself till they organized its very God right out of it. The most pathetic scripture I ever seen is Hebrew as uh, Revelation, the third chapter. When at the Lady of Sin Church, Jesus standing on the outside of his own church, knocking, trying to get back in. At the first church, he's walking among the seven golden candlesticks of church ages. But in the Lady of Sin, he's on the outside, trying to get back in his own church. It shows what this age has done to him. They've organized him out. They've organized his doctrine out. They've organized his Bible out. They've got a book of creeds, of philosophies, and so forth that they read and accept it instead. Cold confessions instead of letting God come in and make a Messiah out of them. 
give them the baptism of the Holy Ghost and show signs and wonders. They organized it all out. Pushed him over to one side. Now he's on the outside making his last plea, trying to get back in again at the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The lady is seeing church age, trying to get back in his own church where they pressed him out. Isn't that pitiful? That's the most pathetic thing I can think of, of him and his own church giving his life to that church and doing the way that he did and sent the light to the church and said he did. And they rejected it and pushed him on the outside, accepted some kind of a creed or something the church had made up. And there he is standing at the outside trying to get in. Now let me just in closing say this because it's getting too late. I've got about 20 more scriptures wrote down here, but I won't get to them. Let me say this. Did you notice on the outside of the church, are you listening? Say amen. amen. On the outside of the church trying to get in, remember, the ones inside the denomination never saw him. It's the ones on the outside something. They heard a knock. But they didn't see it. That's the way it is today. A man that cannot, they'll go around today saying, well, i never seen nothing about it. I went over there. i never seen that. See, he can't see it. He's all organized up so tight he can't see nothing. But if you can just ever get free enough to get outside to look who's standing out there knocking to see who it is doing these things. You see what I mean? Get outside. Outside. Don't be so organized. Because when you do, you can't see nothing. only thing you can see is your denomination. But if you can get on the outside, you'll see Jesus and all of his glory and his mercy trying to get into his people. Oh, I look at him stand there. I was talking about Messiah, the Messiah, Messiah, Eps. They're the light of the church today, the light of the world. Jesus said to the disciples, you're the light of the world. Now, you're a candle that sets on a hill, uh, a light that can be seen from everywhere. We are the light. If we are, we reflect his Messiah light. The Messiah sign follows the Messiah. The Messiah, it's the same as it followed the Messiah. Here some time ago in your lovely church, I believe I preached on the subject here, as the eagle stirreth her nest and fluttereth over her young. I believe I preached on that down here, Brother Jack, or somewhere. Yeah, eagle stirring her nest. I like to watch the big eagle. You know that Father Eagle? You know, God called himself an eagle. Did you know that? He called his prophets eagles. Sure he did. He told his, uh, this eagle, uh, Jacob, he found him in a, in a howling wilderness, and as the eagle stirred its nest. Now, we find out he calls himself eagle, too, so he's Jehovah eagle. And then he's got a bunch of eaglets. Eaglets, like messiahs. Eaglets. Now, I can see the big father eagle as he's walking around over the nest. He loves to look at his children. Oh, my. How he loves to look at them. How they look, look just like he does. They're not hybrid. They're not half buzzard and half crow and something else. They're eagles. Amen. That's why right here we're Methodists, Baptists, and assemblies, and so-and-so-and-so-and-so, buzzards, crows, and everything else. How can we be eaglets? How can we when we see the sight of God moving among us and call it something else? Hallelujah. He likes to because he knows that they're thoroughbred. They've got his flesh. They've got his blood. They got his spirit. Amen. How proud he looks over his eaglets. Walking around. <laughs> Amen. The little eaglets look at him and say, How great thou art. How great thou art. Look at myself. Oh, my. Going to take a flight one of these days, ain't we, Papa? See? Oh, how he likes to look at him. They look like him. They act like him. They are his flesh, his blood, his spirit. Amen. That's the way God's church is. His eaglets. His messiahs. 
They look like him. They act like him. They preach like him. They do the works that he did. The things that I do shall he also. More than this shall he do, because I go to the Father. Amen. These signs shall follow my eaglets. Amen. They'll do just as I do. If my spirit's in them, then they'll do the works that I do. If they don't do the works I do, this is because my spirit's not in them. Why, if you look down one of them little eagles, the first thing you know, he had a bill like a buzzard. He said, now, wait a minute here, there's something wrong. An old crow jumped up on this bill and said, call, 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 the days of miracles is past. Call, call, call. There's no such a thing as divine healing. I, I bet he'd just take his big paw and oust him right out and break his neck. He said, sure as oil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no such so mental to that, but there's no such a thing as them things in these days. You buzzard. <laughs> of the flesh, and that's dead flesh, too. <laughs> that's what the eater. God wants eaglets. He wants messiahs. He wants men and women who have signs and wonders, anointed ones. He wants a church that's filled with the Holy Ghost. A church reflecting Him. The same yesterday, today, and forever. God didn't die. He just borrowed the kingdom. God is Messiah in it. Amen. Every word he says to say amen to it. That's right. Yes, sir, they look like him, act like him, they believe it. Got the conductor moving right on out with signs and wonders following. That's Messiah. Messiah lives tonight. He isn't dead. He's alive forevermore. You believe that? What did he say it would be? It shall be light in the evening time. The path to glory you will surely find. Is that right? In that waterway is the light today buried in the precious name of Jesus. Young and old, repent of all your sins. The Holy Ghost will surely enter in. The evening lights have come. It is a fact that God and Christ are one. Man was made to be a God. God was made to be man. Oh, Messiah, the great Jehovah, dwelt in a human body. Made that body like his so he could be a human body, a Messiah, to govern his earth and control it. Amen. The works that I do shall they do also. Oh, I like that. Jehovah walks back and forth over his throne and says, That's my eaglets. They are flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. They are born of my spirit and washed in my blood. <laughs> Amen. They're mine. They're mine. Anything I tell them, they believe it. Wow, they're eagles. That's what they are. They're eagles the same as I'm an eagle. They're, they're little gods where I'm big God. That's right. I'm Jehovah Papa. They're my children. There you are. So he promised these things to be taking place. Now, if we're children of his kingdom... Them signs should be making themselves known among us. Is that right? Now, we can speak of it and talk of it and stay all night on it. But will it work? That's the next thing. That's the next thing. If it works, then it's true. God's Word promised in St. John fourteen twelve, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he also. Is that right? I believe that, don't you? All right, let's bow our heads just a moment. Father God, the hour of time has come. We realize that there's no way for us to 
to find anything, no place to go now, but only to Jesus. We are, we're at the end time. We see all these things taking place. We see our nation just at bankruptcy. We see our, our world at bankruptcy. We see communism sweeping in an ungodly spirit called the Iron Curtain. We see one rising under in China called the Bamboo Curtain. Then we see one rise called the Purple Curtain, the Roman Curtain, taking over the world. Now, Father God, we pray that you'll let us remember this, that these things are your promises. You promised us these things in the evening time. We're so glad to see you making your word fulfilled in our lives. We pray, Father, that you'll cause a hunger and thirst. Now, these few words have been chopped up and set out. I pray that you'll make them known to the people's hearts, that they'll realize that God is a power. He's a power. Christ was the fullness of God. He was the anointed Jehovah. He was Jehovah anointed body, Jesus of Nazareth. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, and he died that he might sanctify these fallen human race and bring them back to sons of God again, to be anointed ones, anointed with the Holy Spirit, to go forth to reflect his kingdom until he returned all the way through the seven church ages. And at the last age, we find him on the outside of his own church trying to get back in. But he promised that he would send the light in that day. And we have found it, Lord. We have found it and see that it's a correct conductor because we hook the word that we believe with the God of heaven who promised it and find out that the current that performed the first signs comes right back again and performs the same Messiah signs. Then, Father, we know that the word that we call the conductor is right because it produces every promise. We thank you for it, Father. We pray that you'll save this, the unsaved, heal the sick, fill with the Holy Ghost those who desire, and encourage your church. While we further wait on you, Lord, in the healing service, we commit these people and all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for speaking to us out of thy word today. Father, may you help us that the word that we've heard take root in our lives and take out all the dross from our hearts and everything else that clouds our spirits and our souls, the thirst of the world which we're overladen with. May you strip those away until you have all preeminence in our being, in our thoughts, and in our actions. In the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. And God remembered Abraham and said, I shall return 
according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a visitation. And after she judge him faithful, he proved that he could be trusted. You know what she received? She received dunamis so that she could conceive seed. Judge him faithful to life. You said in your father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, you would have told me. So you've gone to prepare a place for me. And where you are, there I'm also going to be. So I'm So we're trying. 
devil, devil, devil. He will be powerless before me. me. 